0: Hello, everyone, and
1: welcome to the Girls in Movement podcast, where we talk to founders and influencers from across the globe. It's been a really exciting past few weeks. So we've recently returned from a trip to India um, where we connected with schools in local villages, um, providing them with supplies for the children. And I suppose thinking of, ideas around the next steps for the project, which was really cool. So I mean, it's been amazing coming back as well and seeing just through the power of social media, um, random people wanting to kind of donate stuff to give to the schools there in India as well. So thank you so much for those who are kind of sending stuff to my house. My mum's going to be like, what is happening? So yeah, it's it's always exciting to see that. Um, I'm hugely excited about our guest today as well. So he's an extremely talented individual, um, probably one of the most kind of positive influences on my social media feed. Um, he's known as a mind coach, he produces a lot of content, and I suppose an all round creative. Um, I came across my guest when I was interviewing the creators of Turbans and Tails. Um, and I suppose the words I would describe this individual is very calm very peaceful um and i suppose influential in the world of kind of meditation yoga um and yeah creating cool content i suppose so without further ado i'd like to introduce Chaz fly to the show how are you
0: yo yeah (laughs) thank you for (laughs) such a great introduction i don't think i'm gonna have an introduction like that thank you so much Um, yes I'm really really excited to be here and thank you for bringing me on the show because I know you've had some great people on the show um, and I think it's just uh, humbling and blessed you know it's a blessing to be here and speaking to you after so long you know.
1: Yeah no hugely appreciate And, and with all my guests I appreciate their time that they kind of put out to have this call so let's I mean let's start from the beginning so um Where did you did you always know that you kind of had a passion for content creation? Kind of, I mean, what you do is kind of meditation, yoga, and and about mindfulness on your social media. But was this what you wanted to do from the start? Where did it all begin? I suppose.
0: So when we think we talk about creativity, and people um, say I'm creative, and I think you know the perception of people how they see me is always you know I'm doing great things or I'm in this creative industry but when people ask me that kind of question you know um, do I have a passion for content creation or anything in that kind of in that kind of sector? the way I usually respond is that you know creativity is within all of us um, mm. and it's just I see it more as a passion um, opposed to something that I do um, and it's something that I you know because I simply love creating and exploring and discovering um, I just feel like everything I've ever done since a child, up until now, from when I was um, at school, when I went to college and university, and since as as I left university, um, it's always um, been towards the arts or something creative, you know, whether it be all my studies and my A levels and my, um, you know, all my qualifications that I did at um, university and further education or whatnot. I've always been creative related. And then as um, soon as I came out of university, the first thing I wanted to do is uh, before going into a job, I just wanted to have that kind of passion, you know, um, or that kind of um, interest to just build a business. So I built mm. a design agency. Um, so I set up an agency because at that point, you know, I was quite confident and my network within music, um, it was quite, um, yeah, so my relationship with, Uh, um, people in the music industry was quite um, at high. I kind of knew a lot of people because I was a DJ at that point and I was doing music production. So I ended up doing a lot of design work for a lot of artists, um, a lot of music labels, um, a lot of events, I was doing events myself. And one thing led to another and this agency became, um, you know, it, it was quite successful. I did well from there. Then I was headhunted into a company, a creative ad agency in London and from there I was headhunted again um, to a bigger creative agency and then I got to a point in my career where alongside all of this you know career development and all these kind of interests that I was really excited about being in I was also studying a lot of um, meditation and you know I was going through a yoga training and I was doing all these kind of spiritual practice alongside all of my career development which I reached a point when I was probably at the highest I could possibly be at um, in the creative sector of what I kind of do that I just thought okay ethically something's not resonating anymore and I, I just decided to leave as soon as I left um, I created another company um which is today is called creating flow, which is more based around helping now start up companies with um helping them get that big agency kind of thinking nice. but the, you know but for the kind of smaller companies who haven't got the budget, they haven't got that they haven't got the resources or they haven't got the funds to be honest so my my kind of philosophy for the business was I want to create something where you know what, I know know how the mainstream agency works, I know how the ad agency works, but I know a lot of people out there who are starting businesses don't know um, much about marketing, don't know much about branding. Um, And if they do, it's very limited, like starting with just probably a simple logo and they think that's a brand. So I help people really help them not only discover what their brand is, but discover who they are, because that's really key to everything that um, the business represents because, Alongside when I was going through my spiritual practice and my coaching, um, I was really into self-development. And because of yeah. self-development, that, that really helped me excel in my life. And I always believed that having the right mindset and a positive mindset and the right frame of mindset in business or your personal life um, so, is what's going to really ultimate, ultimately get you to where you need to be. And without it sounding like there's a goal at the end of it, it's kind of being aware of your journey at the same time, enjoying the journey, being happy on the journey, and how to overcome things that might seem like, um, you know, like negative kind of challenges that you might have, and how to overcome them, because we all we all kind of cross these paths, whether it's going into business yourself, or going in as a startup, or, um, you know, anything in life that we go through, it's not just good business skills you need you need good life skills and so what i was able to do is amalgamate all the kind of spiritual teachings that i have been able to and blessed to be oh, blessed to have learned through really great guides and teachers um but then also apply everything that i know about how to um put a brand together how to get a business launch really quickly from a entrepreneurial perspective and then at the same time help people with get the right mindset because that's mm. ultimately that that's what's going to drive you going forward.
1: And so, I suppose, yeah, no, go on, carry
0: on. No, I was just going to say. I mean, I don't know if I've just summarised the whole podcast for you <laughs> <laughs> Is that one
1: paragraph. That's, that's, <laughs> the of, that's the end of the show. Now done.
0: <laughs> See you later, everyone. <laughs>
1: no i mean it's interesting because i i come from a world of startups as well and that that word mindfulness and wellness is huge at the moment it's like a complete buzzword um and it's bringing that mindset into startups because i think what you're saying i mean is it yourself or are you part of is there a wider team within the content creation
0: yeah so we have a team um with you know we've got the right people in the right places um all with the same philosophy of um what what i initially built the business as you know to help people serve people to shake a few feathers and work with innovators and disruptors you know so we've all got the same mindset but our number one key thing with anyone who's who's working with us whether it's our clients or whether it's my team is that where we need to help people we need to serve people we need to really help them um, make progress genuinely and authentically
1: I suppose you've got that vision now which is kind of the yeah. biggest challenge for startups is what is the vision of the company and I, I love as well I mean for me a big thing especially for the company I work in and when you look at startups working with the right people not just physically in the company you work for but also the customers and your clients etc that you're working with to make sure that they're on the same page as you and sure, do you feel sure. like I mean so becoming obviously with the kind of meditation and, and doing yoga do you do you feel like that has probably advanced like your business itself because you've got that whole mindfulness side of your life and then bringing that into the business world because I think I mean having a business yourself it's quite a lonely journey for a while because it's late nights it's am I doing the right thing and, and constantly kind of needing that assurance but do you feel like that's really really helped you kind of drive what you're trying to create as well
0: absolutely and you know with With that question, it's I think it's really relevant and it's a really good question because it's what I do workshops on today. It's, you know, I help when I do live events or workshops or if I'm now going into um, schools or if I'm going into companies and talking. It's really how do you get more productive um, or innovative through meditation you know and before meditation linked to creativity wouldn't really go and it wasn't the kind of thing that people would associate together but i think when i was in more agency when we had to think of ideas i was thinking from them from a carbon mind helped me join the dots a lot easier to create new ideas whereas Uh, people say they work um, really good under pressure, but I don't believe that's the case. I think you can get results under pressure, but working under pressure and being creative under pressure, I think is a different story, you know? So I think, you know, having mindfulness and wellness in a business today is really important just for productivity um, and creativity.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I, d- I don't want to assume that you're religious or not religious, but I mean, ha- have you come from a background where meditation is key in your life? I mean, ha- how has kind of, has religion played a vital role in kind of doing this whole passion, I suppose, in and looking more into meditation and yoga?
0: Yeah, so my um initial introduction to meditation actually was actually derived from um, looking at religion. Okay, and this is the link that I used to I used to go to the gym and I used to be one of those guys that would be about how I worked, you know, how much strength I've got. I could kick rocks, I could uh, lift a lot over my shoulders, you know, I was quite strong and had big arms and then big shoulders and all that kind of stuff. And my brother used to go to um, yoga classes. Yeah, and every time I used to hear about yoga classes, I always had the association that it was for girls. You know, surely it can't be that great. You know, what kind of person does yoga? What kind of man does yoga? And what happened is I I heard him talking about yoga, but he didn't really make it obvious that he's going. I just I would hear it through my mum saying, "Oh, he's gone to yoga." So I looked up the kind of yoga he was doing, which was Kundalini yoga, and. I took it to, you know, I went to the internet to do a little bit of research, let's check what it was. And I found that um, there was these people doing Kundalini yoga. And um, at that point, they were, you know, they were Westerners um, and they were white. They were white uh, people doing yoga and they had turbans and they had beards and they were all dressed in white and they were all chanting uh, Sikh mantras. To me, this was fascinating. Yeah, to me, I was like what's it that they know that I don't Um, and I'm going around telling everyone you know I'm of Sikh religion you know I'm I'm telling everyone that I'm a Sikh but these guys seem more connected than me. Now I went into um, a class like curiosity because I was just like wow there must be something to it Um, and I went into the first class and I had an experience um, which I'll never forget and I think because of my first experience with um, in a Kundalini yoga class that was the first time I ever really felt um, real peace and stillness and as much as I was doing other kind of spiritual practices which all were um, interlinked and you know they're all they were helping me on my kind of learning of different philosophies and different schools of thought I was you know, this one thing was the um, the practice that really gave me the stillness that nothing else had given me and never, to be honest, be taught to me from whether it was religion or whether it was through any other kind of teacher or guru, whoever we had met in our, um, my life that no one had told me this practice existed and that it could make me feel like this. And I think from that practice, I really connected to it, you know, it helped me address my ego as a man you know like i went from that i can lift my teacher over the head you know i can lift my teacher over my shoulders i went from that kind of process to um struggling to do an exercise where i had to lift my own shoulders up for more than three minutes you know so you know lift my arms up um, and then my shoulders would feel that tension and it made me question a lot about not only the mindset but also what we're capable of doing as human beings um, and what, how, how much of a muscle this mind is, and how we can get to control this, um, or take control, um, take back control of our mind, because um, it seems like, you know, I really felt like my mind had taken over me. And I think now, when when I look back, as you know, if, if religion has actually ever played a role in my life and maybe the decisions that I've made, it's, you know, you know, it was. A, because of the yoga, Kundalini Yoga being related to the religion, right? it, it was an introduction um, to it. So it's definitely it was a catalyst for me to get into it. Um, and I think has it played a vital role um, or a part of the role of religion? Yeah, it probably has because I, I love the values and the principles that it also gives me as well. That's also helped me to guide my way through life you know and also stop teaching or stop talking about these um principles and actually start applying them and teaching them to others
1: yeah no i like that and i mean that moves me on to my next question so do you have any sort of like advice for people who are struggling with that positive mindset and and changing habits i mean i suppose individuals from the age i suppose people in their 20s really who are who are struggling with this because i mean as i said before like wellness is a big thing and kind of the whole words like anxiety is, is always thrown around and i think that's the hardest thing i mean when you talk about going into one class and feeling at peace um kind of after one class it's all about that mindset and what you're kind of putting out there so what advice would you give for people who struggle with that
0: one of the first um, pieces of advice i would give is letting go of any expectations you know so when you have expectations in your life about how you want your life to be it will only incur suffering you know if your expectations don't go to how you want them to be then you get upset you know and these are just based on projections of things that haven't really happened yet but you really want to happen you know so people who struggle with having a positive mindset you know it's it's not having a positive mindset it's not one of those you know I need to be positive every day I need to be happy every day I need you know therefore if I have a positive attitude everything in my life will be positive it doesn't really work that way you know because you need to still go into the mind and remove the weeds you need to go and get the dirt out you know you need to be able to look at yourself as a mirror and say hold on what do I need to do to really change who I am and where where is the happiness you know there's you know, I teach a seven steps um, guide. You know, seven steps to happiness. You know, and that's you know that's that's like commitment, character, dignity, divinity, grace, and that power to sacrifice. You know, that's that's the steps to happiness. But when people want, um, when people who sh- people who struggle with the positive mindset, I think the main thing to start helping yourself is yet yeah, let go of expectations or don't expect the outcomes to really be what you want. It's great to have goals and and an idea and set that intention, but don't get upset if it doesn't work out that way. That's the first thing, you know, letting go. And then it's about being grateful for what you currently have, you know, and we hear a lot of this in, especially in the mindfulness space is that, you know, be present, um, you know, be grateful for what you've got, what does that really mean you know we Mm -hmm. we like saying it we like putting these quotes up on instagram we love doing all this stuff that people like to hear about living this positive life you know we tell people we listen to the secret we tell people we go to motivational seminars and we listen to these books and but it's how do you apply these things which is the challenge you know so you know when you're able to do something as easy as being grateful for the little things I'm not saying be grateful for every all the big things and the superficial things being grateful for your breath that you take in the morning you know when was the last time you did that when was the last time you were grateful you know we say be grateful for your food and be grateful for you know your shelter and but when you look on the grand scheme of things are you grateful for just the planet giving you the oxygen, you know, clean oxygen. You still have clean water. You still have, you know, so many other things that you can still be grateful for. You can be grateful for that if you went outside that there's not a maniac outside, you know? (laughs) And there might be a graceful lady outside, you know? We're not grateful for things that are, um, we're looking for superficial things to be grateful for opposed to just life and just being and being grateful for that moment, you know? And then lastly, I mean, as we say, and most cultures and religions say this about the people you surround yourself with, you know, with Sangat. So who you surround yourself with is ultimately who you will become. Um, and from a positive mindset perspective is naturally the more negative people you surround yourself with, people who complain, there's always something wrong with something or, you know, they, 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 they like to gossip or they're just, um a bit of they're, they're like toxins in your brain okay so if you're around these kind of people you need to let go of them or you need to change your circle because ultimately that that it's like a it's like a virus and it will get into you and you won't know that's happening to you so it's not easy nowadays sometimes just to say okay i'm leaving my circle of friends and i'm going to find these positive friends because the grass isn't always green on the other side either you know so but it's about being aware of people in your, um, your circles, to be honest, and how they're actually treating you. How do you feel around these people? And, yeah. you know, for you to be, you know, it's like a, there's a saying, you know, like when there's one crab trying to leave the bucket, the other crabs will always pull it back down, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing, that it's kind of the journey of when you're trying to go towards that positive mindset, everything all of a sudden becomes a struggle. You know everything gets enhanced. Everything becomes a bit more of a challenge. You know because you're you're taking your mind, you're putting you're putting yourself at in a different kind of scenario. You're you out of your comfort zone as well. You actually don't know where your head is, You know you want something, but you don't you don't know what to you know you don't know what the expectation is. You don't know what the result of the expect what you you don't know what your result is going to be of. Um, where you're headed you know you say you want to support people but you don't know what's going to happen when you get there you know mm. um so i think yeah i think i hope that answers the question yeah, no no it um, definitely
1: does and th- th- that's really good advice and I, I i like the one kind of more around who you surround yourself with because i suppose as you kind of develop in your role in work and kind of in your social life as well you realize that kind of as you get older when you're younger when your parents tell you you shouldn't be hanging around with those people you're just like yeah whatever yeah. But as you get older you're like actually no I know what they're saying um but yeah. i mean for for yourself like who have been some sort of key mentors in your life and how they helped you
0: so i'm i'm a massive fan of mentors and um, coaches you know cuz i'm a trained coach and i mentor people myself and the reason i'm a fan is because what a mentor can do is see what's good for you you know they most of the time we spend our we spend in the frame and we can't see ourselves a mentor or a coach can basically see what you need to do and guide you there because they know the shortcuts yeah so the kind of people who really helped me in my life do that whether they have actually been a coach Physically helping me, or a digital coach like i've seen uh, you know I've used them from watching their YouTube series or like you know lectures online I've so been people just like um whether it's Tony Robbins or um Les Brown and Zig Ziglar these are like motivational speakers, and you know i've I've done some of their programs and I've gone there and uh, they've transformed me but then from the other flip side is you know from spiritual guidance and mentoring, I've had people like. Um, Yogi Bajj, who's not with us now, but all his, all of his teachers, uh, teachings were online, and I was able to access them whether it was video form when I did teacher training, when I teach, and then you know even people like my brother, for example, you know sometimes these mentors and you know these people that you learn from are not people that are always the famous ones or the ones most out there you know I because of my brother introduced me to some of these things in the first place he's influenced how I listen to music he's influenced um, my um, education when it comes to self development by having the books and me picking them up once he's finished them you know so there's been influences and mentors in that sense and then you know one of the grand fathers of the mentors that you know I, I can't forget to mention And it's probably a bit abstract to say, uh, you know, someone like Guru Gobind Singh, you know, from a religious stance, is you look at the values and the principles that one person can have, and you think it's, you you would believe that this person might be a superhero, Mm. but they were very real, you know. For someone to have courage, compassion, um, you know, this education, to be a creative, to have all these kind of elements, and you know, and serve people, and change the world. You know, make an army, and and look at these kind of qualities. And you you, you don't see these people today that are uh-huh. representing that, but these people were very real, and they're not fiction. You know, not, they're not make believe. <laughs> you know, so yeah, um, true. so it's like people like that. You know, I would I can reference loads of people who've been mentors, um, and mm-hmm. guides for my life, but it's also People that have resonated with which I love their values, and then I'm able to adapt them as well, you know, opposed to just watching and looking at these people, but not able to really take their advice on.
1: yeah, and I mean, so you started kind of um I suppose, doing speaking and and speaking in front of crowds, but b- before that you were working in agencies. did you find that quite hard to kind of suddenly stand up in front of people and talk about this topic around mindfulness and wellness?
0: So I was invited um, to Brunel University. So they did an event called Pecha Kucha um, and they did uh, quite a big, innovative, creative uh, technology event called Made in Brunel. And this is recognized by, you know, major brands. You know, we had Coke there, we had Dyson, and we have all these kind of big, uh, innovative brands and um, companies coming. And I was asked to speak about you know um, meditation and innovation, and for me to go up there after hearing the other talks about you know all these cool things that are coming out, and you know the direction of design and technology, and for me to come on the stage and and talk about spirituality yes it's a, it's a bit it was a bit daunting um but I think when you know and you believe in what you talk about and you can actually see the results um and you know it's real, it's easier to talk about it and you shouldn't fear it. If you're talking your the truth, then there's nothing wrong in what you're saying. You know, public speaking might be obviously one of the biggest fears that people have. Yeah. But it's when you when you believe in what you're talking about, you shouldn't be ashamed of talking about it. You know yeah. and if you're truly coming from you know, if you're truly coming from like a loving space, if you're coming from the heart and you're being authentic and you really genuinely think you're doing something good then you will deliver that to the best that you can. You know, so I think anytime, even with when I was in agencies um, and I had to pitch to big brands like, you know, Virgin or British Heart Foundation or NHS, um, or, you know, um, some, some other kind of uh, FMPG dr- uh, drink brands or food brands, you know, when I was talking to these kind of guys, I would always still use a holistic approach. You know, I, would also, I might bring in some spiritual jargon because it all makes sense. You know, sometimes we think that spirituality is uncool. You know, we think that it's, it has no place in a corporate world or commercial world. But when you look at most of stories now, you know, whether it's in advertising or in commercial, they all have some kind of connection to people. It's all about, it all has about, it has a human connection. Um, and that's yeah. what spirituality is also about, you know. So now I think things have changed um, since I've kind of left that industry. But now when I'm talking to um, a broader audience and I'm bringing in the, the topics of mindfulness and meditation to um, help your business or you become to be, for you to become innovative or more creative, I think it's it's become slightly easier because most people are talking about it anyway. But yeah there isn't anyone i don't feel really championing that space where they've actually said it's, it's making change and you must do it you know um, especially if um you look like me you know <laughs> and um, i've got a turban and a beard in a white space you know
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but yeah i mean you're championing it through and through so i mean keep doing what you're doing and do you have kind of any what's coming up i suppose for the rest of 2019 are you traveling with what you're doing at the moment like
0: any key projects you're working on yeah so i as a content creator that takes me far and wide you know i'm I'm constantly traveling every few months i'll be in africa i'll be in spain and italy Um, so that keeps me busy as well as creating my own content so that keeps me busy Um, and there's a lot more for to come out in terms of spreading the message of making meditation easy making it practical Making spirituality easy um, is one of my core um, projects for this year. Um, I also work with um, a number of charities, um, and they're all to do with spreading awareness of spirituality, and I create content for them. So we've got some really good things coming out. And just like yourself, when you, when you talked about, um, you know, you have to, you told me in the past about the kind of projects you're doing in India, which are really exciting. You know, you're, you're wanting to give them resources and, and help schools and children, for example, because we're kind of working on similar projects now um, where we've created some products, which are, again, um, created um, little creative tools that we've created. um, And we want to bring these projects out to less fortunate people um, and help people, you know, not only just with giving them stuff, but giving them stuff which will help them um, become mindful, you know, help them become a bit more creative maybe you know a coloring pencil kit might be more better than just a pen you know <laughs> like so yeah, you know, so, so we're looking at ideas of how we can now um reach out with you know with every all the tools we all have all of us you know it's there's, there's no excuse why we can't now help everyone around the world you know get to the level and education that we're also being able to get from here you know so everyone deserves the opportunities. And now I think for this year, we're really looking at how people can obviously not only become uh, more in tune with themselves and get that mindset, but also create opportunities for themselves, you know? And that's also a part of the, um, the, the creative process, you know? And, and creativity and spirituality go hand in hand because
1: oh, yeah, creativity,
0: definitely. you know, like, because creativity is within everything you know and that's what spirituality is you know a constant vibration of creation you know so it's just something that you know we're going with the flow we're in flow we carry on and you know we're just going to see what the future unfolds for us and working with yourself and you know jumping on podcasts like this to get the awareness out is a really good and positive step for us.
1: Nice and just kind of um I suppose you're talking about projects previously. I mean, what is one project that kind of stands out so far in your career that that you always look back on and think, "Wow, well, that was amazing." I mean, that can be whether one of your guest speaking slots or whether that's kind of a content creation or when you're in the agency.
0: Yeah. So I think there's there's been some big wins. I'm not gonna lie. You know, there's been some exciting <laughs> projects that I've been you know I've been involved in quite a few things, which has really been exciting. But I think one that you're aware of is. Um, in the last five years, and I think more to more recently, um, the Singh project, um, which was um, a huge success, um, because it kind of encompassed and embraced everything that I believe in. And I was a part of the project. And it was all about a project um, which represented the turban and beard, um, especially from the Sikh tradition. And it was about, you know, an awareness, it was an awareness project. It was about showing all types of Sikhs and um, things in particular, um, in what kind of identities they have, what roles they play in society. And that, you know, this project went far and wide again. It went to New York, it went around the world. You know, the exhibition got a lot of traction from major uh, publications and, you know, and my Picture in particular went far and wide, which yeah. was uh, right. a blessing and also also um a bit of a uh you know it was one of those moments that you know you could be somewhere at a party and someone would come up to you and say are you that guy we were like yeah shamefully um, yes I am. you know so you know it's it's, it's, been, it's been an exciting journey and yes I think I think to put the cherry on the top they released the book just a few months back um oh, which I, I feel like, like you know as as a project. You know, if anyone in 10, 10, 20 years looks back and wants to know about what Sikhs looked like or, you know, whose things were, for example, there's references, good photography, there's good creative work, there's there's a book that can tell you everything about it. Um, and to be a part of that, I think that's, that's been quite humbling, you know.
1: Yeah, and I mean it was literally your face kind of everywhere. I remember I was researching for the project <laughs> and, I, and I would always see Chas Fly's face and I was like, oh my god, who is this guy? <laughs> and actually, do you know I mean, what I love yeah. about that book? It's the stories um, which you read about these incredible people across the world. It's, yeah, it's so cool.
0: Yeah, and I think that was, I mean, uh, the reason I, yeah, I mean, you made me just think a little bit because as much as all these other kind of projects I've been able to be involved with when you see a commercial on TV or you see it on a big billboard or you see something being executed so well, you know, like that gives you that happiness um, yeah. for that moment because it's from a career perspective, you know, like everything that you've worked for is there you go, you've seen it now, you know. But I think this one is just deeper because it's very, very close to, um, it's an awareness thing, you know, like, and I, I'm very much about people waking up you know people being able to see the world a bit differently you know if if people haven't seen it before you know if one person was affected to see a brown face with a turban and beard a bit differently then the project did what it needed to do you know if a hundred people now see it see us differently then great you know and to also add all my you know the kind of skills that I had to be able to give to the project as well really helped. It wasn't just I turned up on a photo shoot, you know, it was helping with casting and helping with, you know, just general promotion of the the event, you know, or the book itself or the project and getting everyone involved. That really that was really um nice to see that it actually all went through, you know, it was a success. Um, and that you were also a part of it, you know
1: yeah no it was incredible and we went to kind of the book launch as well and it was just yeah. it was nice to like you're in a room of all these people and um, obviously not everyone from the book could be there because they're from all over the world but yeah it's and that the project went to New York as well it's um yeah hats off to them and, and yourself as well for being involved in it yeah and I suppose my final question which I love to ask all my guests is if you could give your younger self any advice what would it be <laughs>
0: okay um without saying you know you better sort your dress sense out Um, when you're younger that's that's one thing Um, because you know we've all had some funky days back in the past Um, but i think now from hindsight when you look back i mean everything that we know now is you know i've got nieces and nephews and we try to teach them all about you know these spiritual practices and all this kind of stuff and you know you you should try meditating you know and it's hard even at that age, if you're talking about teens, you know, to really understand what that means, you know. And I, I could still believe if I went back to the future and I went to talk to me, I still wouldn't get it, you know, cause it's something that you have to experience. And when the time's ready, it happens, you know, it just happens when it needs to happen. I think one of the, the key things that I would love to go and tell myself, um, and I, I do uh, say it to a lot of people now is focus, you know when you're able to focus on one thing at a time, and even if you're one of those people that, you know, you've got ideas all the time and you chase the shiny objects and you want to do everything all the time, mm-hmm. when you focus on one thing at a time, that's where you'll see real growth and you'll see real success. You know, it's really good to have these ideas and try, you know, try all the kind of, you know, try all the businesses and try everything. And sometimes that does benefit you, you know, all these multiple skills will help you. Yeah. but if we can focus on one thing at a time and do it well that's when you will see results you know and and also then if you get a mentor on top of that then you can fast track the whole thing <laughs> you know but no. I think them two kind of things you know have your focus have your idea and then get a mentor and, and they'll take you there in a year then you spending ten years to get there, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah. Well, I mean, what you're saying around mentors is is so important, and we see all the time, especially, I mean, the world of freelancers, the kind of gig economy, and and younger people kind of starting a business as well. It's you don't you you don't want individual. Obviously, I, as you say, I think failure is a big part of your final successes. So as much as yeah, yeah you start a business, it will fail. That's a good thing. You should never see it as a negative. But then it, yeah, it's. I mean i am talking from experience it's very hard it's hard to focus on one thing as much as we say make sure you just focus yeah. on it because you because you to kind of you feel like especially our generation we feel like we've got to do everything really quickly um and yeah. it can't be one after another it's got to be multiple things at a time so yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, when when we talk about focus, I mean, I'm I'm in I share the sentiment. I totally get what you mean. Like, I'm one of those people when I see something when we're driving past. I'm like, oh my god, how come no one's done that? You know, I need to go and do that. Let me buy the domain. Let me set the business yeah. up overnight. <laughs> but it, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there that do that. But yeah. I think from only from my my own experience and my own arrogance and ego. Uh, have I had to really uh, you know and people had had to tell me mentors had to tell me to do it and I couldn't see what I was doing because I was spending too long trying to do everything opposed to just doing the one thing right at a time you know Um. so I think it's like whether it's you're buying a house or whether you have an idea that you want to you know be at this position or if you want to create this business at this time you can do all these kind of things but I'm talking about when you're trying to think of doing multiple businesses at the same time you know like you can focus in different key parts of your life, you know, like that's not an issue, but it's when you're trying to take on too much, yeah, and Mm. you're you're trying to, you can't deliver the best that you possibly can in multiple different things at the same time, you know.
1: And it's the risk of nothing kind of being a success. (laughs) Yeah. Um, anyway, Chaz Fly, thank you so much for kind of coming um, onto the show today, talking about uh, the projects you're working on and kind of the spirituality that you're kind of putting out there to the world. It's amazing. Um, I'll put all the details of um, Chaz Fly's kind of social media because I definitely think you should follow him. And I really do mean it. Like I went through a phase of kind of getting rid of people on my social media in terms of like trying to make it a bit more motivational and yeah. kind of. positive influence and yeah what you put out there is amazing so yeah everyone should go follow him definitely
0: (laughs) oh thank you (laughs) I think
1: I mean that's also linked um
0: you know when you're when you're talking about standing up in front of people um and talking about spirituality I mean to put yourself out there sometimes you know what you're doing is brilliant you know like you put yourself out there as a podcast but you know, when you're going out there and also trying to give a message of on video, you know, you're talking about spirituality and you're talking about meditation and mindfulness. Um, you know, it's, it's scary as well, you know, like you never know how people are receiving the information. You know, if people like the information, it, is it, is it uh, are people getting the information, you know? So I think, you know, it, yeah, I think as long as everyone can support each other and give real good feedback, that's always supportive um, in any way, you know? So I'd appreciate Um, any comments and yeah any 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 advice people got that they want to learn about or they want to see more of you know that's really key for us
1: as creators definitely amazing thank you so much bye